Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom. It's Johanna, your reader this morning. Today is Tuesday, the 6th of February, and on the Hebrew calendar, it is the 27th day of the month of Shabbat. We've almost come to the end of this month. And this week, our Torah portion, or our parasha, is called Mishpatim, or Judgments in English. And we're going to start by reading Exodus 22, 5 through 27. However, if your Bible version follows the Hebrew chapter and verse count, then you will be reading verses 4 through 26. Let's first begin by blessing God and thanking Him for the gift of His precious Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. If a man causes a field or vineyard to be eaten by letting his animal loose, and it feeds in another man's field, then he is to make restitution from the best of his own field and the best of his own vineyard. If fire breaks out and spreads among the thorns, so that the stalks of grain, standing grain, or the fields themselves are consumed, then the one who lit the fire must make full restitution. If a man entrusts his neighbor with money or items for safekeeping, and it is stolen out of the man's house, when the thief is found, he must pay double. If the thief is not found, then the master of the house is to present himself to God to see whether he has laid his hand on his neighbor's goods. For any transgression whether ox, donkey, sheep, clothing, or anything else lost, when someone says, This is mine, the case of both parties is to be brought before God. The one whom God convicts is to pay double to his neighbor. If a man entrusts his neighbor with a donkey, ox, sheep, or any animal to care for, and it dies, is hurt or taken away with no one seeing, then there must be an oath before the Lord between the two of them to determine whether or not he has laid his hand on his neighbor's goods. The owner is to accept it with no restitution, but if indeed it was stolen from him, he is to make restitution to the owner. 
If it is torn in pieces, let him bring it as evidence. He is not required to pay for what has been torn to pieces. If a man borrows anything belonging to his neighbor, and it is harmed or dies in the absence of the owner, he must make full restitution. But if the owner is present, he is not required to pay restitution. If it was rented, it is covered by the rental fee. If a man seduces a virgin who is not engaged and lies with her, he must pay a dowry for her to be his wife. But if her father utterly refuses to give her to him, he must weigh out silver equal to the dowry for virgins. You must not permit a sorceress to live. Anyone who lies with an animal must surely be put to death. Anyone who sacrifices to the gods, except to the Lord alone, is to be put under a ban of destruction. You must not exploit or oppress an outsider, for you were outsiders in the land of Egypt. You must not mistreat any widow or orphan. If you mistreat them in any way, and they cry out to me, I will surely hear their cry. My wrath will burn hot, and I will kill you with the sword. So your wives will become widows, and your children will become orphans. If you lend money to any of my people, to the poor among you, you are not to act like a debt collector with them, and you are not to charge him interest. If you ever take your neighbor's cloak as a pledge, you are to return it to him before the sun goes down. For that is his only covering, his cloak for his skin. What will he sleep in? When he cries out to me, I will hear, because I am gracious. That was Exodus, or Shemot, 22, 5 through 27. Or according to the Hebrew chapter and verse, 4 through 26. And just for a little information, the, the translation that we are reading from, the Tree of Life version, it does follow the Hebrew chapter and verse count. On to our portion today from the prophets, the Nevi'im. Today we'll be reading 1 Kings chapter 15. Now, in the 18th year of King Yeruvam, son of Nevat, Aviam became king over Yehuda. He reigned three years in Yerushalayim. His mother's name was Ma'aka, the daughter of Avi Shalom. He walked in all the sins of his father, which he had done before him, and his heart was not wholly de devoted to the Lord his God, like the heart of his father David. Nevertheless, for David's sake, the Lord his God gave him a lamp in Yerushalayim, raising up his son after him and establishing Yerushalayim. For David did what was right in the Lord's eyes and did not turn aside from anything that he commanded him all the days of his life, except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. As there had been war between Rechavam and Yerav'am all the days of his life, so there was war between Aviam and Yerav'am. The rest of the deeds of Aviam and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Yehuda? Then Aviam slept with his fathers, 
So they buried him in the city of David, and his son, Asa, became king in his place. In the twentieth year of King Yeruvam of Israel, Asa began to reign over Yehuda. He reigned forty-one years in Yerushalayim. His mother's name was Maka, the daughter of Avishalom. Now Asa did what was right in the Lord's eyes, like his father David. He also expelled the male prostitutes from the land and removed all the idols that his fathers had made. Also, he deposed his mother Maka from being queen mother because she had made an abominable image as an Asherah pole. So Asa cut down her image and burned it in the Kidron Valley. But they did not take away the high places. Nevertheless, Asa's heart was wholly devoted to the Lord all his days. He brought into the house of the Lord the consecrated things of his father, as well as his own consecrated things of silver, gold, and utensils. Now there was war between Asa and King Baasa of Israel all their days. King Baasa of Israel marched against Yehuda, and he built up Ramah to prevent anyone from going out or coming in to King Asa of Yehuda. Then Asa took all the silver and the gold that were left in the treasuries of the Lord's house and the treasuries of the royal palace and delivered them into the hand of his officials. King Asa sent them to Ben-Hadad, son of Tavrimon, son of Chetzion, king of Aram, who resided in Damascus, saying, Let there be a treaty between me and you, as it was between my father and your father. I have just sent you a present of silver and gold. Go, break your treaty with King Baasa of Israel, so that he may withdraw from me. So Ben-Hadad listened to King Asa and sent the commanders of his armies against the cities of Israel, conquering Ion, Dan, Avel bet and all Kinerot, as well as all the land of Naphtali. When Baasa heard it, he stopped fortifying Ramah and remained in Tirzah. Then King Asa made a proclamation to all Yehuda. None was exempted. And they carried away the stones of Ramah and its timber, which Baasa had built. Then King Asa built Geva of Binyamin and Mitzbah with them. Now the rest of all the deeds of Asa, all his might, all he did, and the cities that he built, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Yehudah? But in his old age, he was diseased in his feet. And Asa slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of his father David. And his son, Jehoshaphat, became king in his place. Nadav, son of Yeruvam, began to reign over Israel in the second year of King Asa of Yehuda, And he reigned over Israel two years. He also did what was evil in the Lord's eyes, walking in the way of his father and in his sins that he caused Israel to commit. Then Baasa, son of Achia of the house of Issachar, 
conspired against him, and Baasa struck him down at Giveton, which belonged to the Philistines, while Nadav and all Israel were besieging Giveton. So Baasa slew him in the third year of King Asa of Yehuda, and became king in his place. As soon as he became king, he struck down all the household of Yeruvam. He did not spare Yeruvam anything with breath until he had destroyed him, just as was the word of the Lord that he spoke by the hand of his servant Achiah the Shilonite, because of the sins Yeruvam had committed and caused Israel to commit, by which he utterly provoked the Lord, God of Israel. Now the rest of the deeds of Nadav and all he did are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? So there was war between Asa and King Baasa of Israel all their days. In the third year of King Asa of Yehuda, Baasa, son of Achiah, began to reign over all Israel in Tirzah, reigning twenty-four years. He did what was evil in the Lord's eyes and followed the way of Yeruvam, and the sin that he had made Israel to commit. That was 1 Kings 15. And now our portion today from the writings is Psalm 106. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord, for He is good, for His loving kindness endures forever. Who can speak of the Lord's mighty acts, or declare his praise. Blessed are those who maintain justice, who do what is right at all times. Remember me, Lord, when you show favor to your people. Visit me with your salvation, so I may behold the prosperity of your chosen ones. Exult in the joy of your nation, and give praise with your inheritance. We have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have acted wickedly. Our fathers in Egypt did not ponder your wonders, nor did they remember your abundant loving kindness, but rebelled by the sea, at the sea of reeds. Yet he saved them for his name's sake. To make his mighty power known, he rebuked the sea of reeds, and it dried up, and he led them through the depths as through a wilderness. So he saved them from the hand of those who hated them, redeemed them from the enemy's hand. The waters covered their adversaries, not one of them was left. Then they believed his words, they were singing his praise. How quickly they forgot his works, and would not wait for his counsel. In the wilderness they craved ravenously, in the desert they tested God. So he gave them what they asked for, but sent a wasting disease among them. Then they envied Moshe in the camp, and also Aaron, the Holy One of the Lord. The earth opened up, swallowed Datan, and covered the company of Aviram. Also, a fire blazed in their company, a flame consumed the wicked. They made a calf in Chorev, and worshipped a molten image. Thus they exchanged their glory for an image of a grass-eating ox. They forgot 
God, their Savior, who had done great things in Egypt, miracles in the land of Ham, awesome things by the Sea of Reeds. So he commanded their extermination, had not Moshe, his chosen one, stood in the breach before him to turn his wrath from destroying them. Then they scorned the pleasing land. They did not trust in his word. Instead, they grumbled in their tents. They would not listen to the Lord's voice. Therefore he swore to them that he would make them fall in the desert and disperse their offspring among the nations and scatter them through the lands. Then they yoked themselves to Baal of Peor and ate the sacrifices of dead things. So they provoked him with their deeds, and a plague broke out among them. But Finchas stood up and intervened, so the plague was stopped. It was credited to him as righteousness from generation to generation forever. By the waters of Merivah, they angered him, and trouble came on Moshe because of them. For they embittered his spirit, and he spoke rashly with his lips. They did not destroy the peoples as the Lord had commanded them. Instead, they mingled with the nations and learned their practices. They worshipped their idols, which became a snare to them. They even sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demons. They shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and their daughters, sacrificed to the idols of Canaan. So the land was desecrated with blood. So they defiled themselves by their deeds and prostituted themselves by their practices. Therefore, the anger of the Lord was kindled against his people, and he abhorred his inheritance. He handed them to the nations. Those who hated them ruled over them. Their enemies oppressed them, so they were subdued under their hand. Many times he delivered them, but they kept rebelling deliberately, and so sank low into their iniquity. Yet he saw their distress when he heard their cry, remembered his covenant to them, and relented in the greatness of his mercy. He caused them to be pitied in the presence of all their captors. Save us, Lord our God, and gather us from the nations, so we may praise your holy name and triumph in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting even to everlasting. Let all the people say, Amen, Hallelujah. That was Psalm 106. And now our final portion today is from the Apostles, and it is John, or Yohanan, chapter 3. Now, there was a man, a Pharisee, named Nicodemus, or Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jewish people. He came to Yeshua at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you, a teacher, have come from God, for no one can perform these signs which you do unless God is with him. Yeshua answered him, Amen, amen, I tell you. Unless one is born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. How can a man be born when he is old? Nakdimon said to him. He cannot enter his mother's womb a second time and be born, can he? 
Yeshua answered, Amen, amen, I tell you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be surprised that I said to you, you all must be born from above. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can these things happen? Nakdimon said. Yeshua answered him, You are a teacher of Israel, and you do not understand these things? Amen, amen, I tell you. We speak about what we know and testify about what about what we have seen, yet you all do not receive our testimony. If you do not believe the earthly things I told you, how will you believe when I tell you about the heavenly things? No one has gone up into heaven except the one who came down from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moshe lifted up the serpent in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The one who believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe has been condemned already, because he has not put his trust in the name of the one and only Ben Elohim. Now this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and men loved the darkness instead of the light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light, and does not come to the light, so that their deeds will not be exposed. But whoever practices the truth comes to the light, so that it may be known that his deeds have been accomplished in God. Afterwards, Yeshua and his disciples came to the land of Judea. There he was, staying with them and immersing. Now Yohanan also was immersing at Anon near Salim, because much water was there and many were coming and being immersed for Yohanan had not yet been thrown into prison. Now, an argument came up between Yohanan's disciples and a Judean concerning purification. They came to Yohanan and said, Rabbi, the one who was with you beyond the Yarden, the one you testified about, look, he is immersing, and all are coming to him. Yohanan answered, A man can receive nothing, unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves testify that I said, I am not the Mashiach, but rather, I am sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the best man rejoices when he stands and hears the bridegroom's voice. So now my joy is complete. He must increase, while I must decrease. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth is of the earth, and of the earth he speaks. The one who comes from heaven is above all, and what he has seen and heard he testifies to that, yet no one receives his testimony. 
Whoever receives his testimony has certified that God is true. The one whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God gives the Ruach without limit. The Father loves the Son and has given everything into his hand. He who trusts in the Son has eternal life. He who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. That was Yohanan chapter 3, and it concludes our readings for today. However, if you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you'll be reading 1 Timothy 3 today also. Well, I pray the Word of God is a blessing to your heart and your spirit today. It's been an honor to read for you. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom to you from Israel. Until next time. Thank you.